0: Everybody listening? Bump your husband and tell him to stop snoozing, all right? And y'all listen. Tonight, we are doing what we call our Soma Family Update, okay? If you don't know what a Soma Family Update is, a Soma Family Update is where we look back on the previous year and we celebrate all the things that the Lord has done in our congregation. And uh, it'd be impossible to tell every testimony of transformation that is happening. Uh, it would be fun to do, but it would take a long, it would be a long service, okay? And so we're not able to do that, but what we are able to do is share some, uh, uh, easily share some tangible results of a church family that is living the life of Jesus Christ. And before I go any further, it's really important, I think, to get this in your heart and in, in, your, in your system. And that is that um, a family, y'all listen to me, a family can't fulfill its purpose unless everyone is working together as one. Now, some of you who have multiple kids, you know what I'm talking about. This doesn't just apply to a church. This applies to our family at home. You, you're trying to get the kids out to go to the grocery store or to come to church, and it ain't going to happen unless on some level everyone is working together as one. Am I right? Do I have any parents in this house? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Listen, whether it's a family or it's a church family, um, everyone working together as one. Paul says in Romans chapter 12 that though we are many, and you can look, take a quick glance around this room, and this isn't even all of us. This is just the ones that are here tonight. Though we are many, we are one body. We are one body in Christ Jesus. And he actually goes on to say, and each member belongs to all the others. So take a second, look at the person beside you, and say, "You belong to me." No, I'm serious. Look at you belong to me. Now, some of you single people are really excited about this moment because you may have secured, <laughs> you may have secured your future husband or wife or whatever. Listen, a good—and I think you know this—but a good local church is more than an organization. It's a family. Soma Church is a family. Soma Church is a family that serves a purpose. And the only way that our family can fulfill its purpose in Christ Jesus is if everyone is working together as one. Many members, one body, one Soma, because that's what Soma means, the body of Christ. One of the ways that we stay focused on our vision of helping people live a life worthy. The calling is, is by um, referring to our shared values. Most of you know our shared values. If you don't, you can go online and look at our seven shared values. It keeps us on focus. But another way that we do that is by holding each other to what we call our um, Soma um, Church Covenant. Okay. And um, what I'd love to do, I actually forgot to grab one. Can I get one of those? I meant to grab one on, on the way up. You can look at it on the screen. I want to walk through it really quickly. Okay, The Soma Church Covenant is one of the ways that we fulfill our purpose. It helps us keep on track, just like our shared values. And so think of it this way. When you are part of Soma, you come in and you think, I like this place. This place is pretty cool. The people are pretty cool. And you want to get more actively involved, we encourage you to go through Physiology. It's a short membership class. You don't even have to become a member when you go through that, but you can at least learn more about it. You go through it, and at the other end of that class... You have the option to say, I think this is where my family or myself or whatever is supposed to be for the next season of my life. And we say, that is awesome. We would love that. And we give you a church covenant or a membership covenant. When you come in and you become a covenant member of our church, there's two things. What you can expect from SOMA elders leaders and members of uh, Soma Church, and then what um, the elders and leaders and members of Soma Church can expect from you. I want to look at those really quick, because it's important. This is why we are a healthy, growing church, because of these things right here. What you can expect from the elders, leaders, and members of Soma Church, what you can expect from us, this is the role of a church, is that we will pray for you weekly. We will provide authentic atmospheres where you can connect with God in worship. To provide solid biblical instruction, whether it's from this stage or a life group or a Bible study. Uh, You can expect us to hold you accountable to live a life worthy of the calling that you've received in Christ Jesus. You can expect us to encourage you in your faith walk every way that we can. You can expect us to equip you for the works of the ministry as best as we can. Did I lose you? Are you guys excited already? Come on. To empower you to step out in your gifts and your callings and impact the world around you. And this is the last one on the list, but there's many ways that we fulfill our role as elders, leaders, and members to one another. But the last one is one of my favorites, to rejoice when you rejoice and to mourn when you mourn. In other words, we walk close with you and we experience life together with you, okay? When you come in and you become a covenant member, that's what you can expect from us, okay? Now, on the flip side of that, on the other end, what the elders and leaders and members—hear me carefully—other members can expect from you. The way we it is, communicate it is communicated um, is is four simple ways. Okay, simple is always better, right? You remember that old "keep it simple, stupid"? What is it, Marvin? You used to tell me that all the time. Kiss, keep it simple, stupid. I'm like, you think I'm, stupid? you know. Anyway, so keep it simple, and it's four four ways. What the elders, leaders, and members of Soma Church can expect from you is to be here in our weekend services and special events as much as your schedule will allow. allow, To, what we say, live here by joining a life group, getting involved in a life group and in other life-giving opportunities that the church, you know, um, is involved with. To serve here in ways that help our body flourish and effectively reach the unchurched. And the last thing is to give here by joyfully tithing 10% and participating in other free will offering opportunities. Okay? So be here, live here, serve here, give here. Let's say those together. Ready? Be, be here. Here. Live here. Serve here. Give here. When every individual member, y'all listen to me, keeps their end of that covenant, think about it. Paul says that we are belonging to one another. (laughs) One of the, we were talking in uh, staff, I think it was this week, or I was talking with someone about, oh, it was in physiology this past week. One of the greatest cries of this current generation, the young generation of Christians, is for the church to look like it did in the book of Acts. How many of you would affirm that? What the church looked like in the early church in the Acts chapter 2 type church. Well, what is that? Can I just read you a snippet of what this generation is crying out for? Can I read it to you? Acts chapter 2 verses 43 through 47 says, Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe. And many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. And all those who had believed were together and they had all things in common. Verse 45 says, and they began selling their property and possessions and sharing them with all as anyone might have need. That sounds like give here to me. What about you guys? (laughs) That's right there. I didn't write it. Day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple. That sounds like be here, doesn't it? You guys picking up what I'm laying down? And breaking bread from house to house. That sounds like live here, doesn't it? You guys, I heard, did somebody just say it out loud? I said, you guys are so with me right now. But listen to this, see if you can guess this one. And they were taking their meals together. How about serve here? How many of you have hosted a bunch of people in your house before? Remember? you scrambling. You got the kids over there sweeping. One of them's over there picking up all the socks off the couch, doing whatever you got to do to get the house ready for all your guests, Right? so you even see that serve here because it takes a lot of work to serve one another dinner and and anything else you can see that right here look what it says that they were doing it with gladness and sincerity of heart and it goes on to say that they were praising God having favor with all the people which would include the unbelievers the unchurched and this is the results and the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved Isn't that awesome? I mean, we're not a first century church, but I believe that a church made up of of many members who are belonging to one another that can arrange their lives in such a way that they can consistently be here, live here, serve here, give here. I believe that church will see a second chapter of Acts results. Can I get an amen on that? Yeah. In fact, I want to I invite Ken Reed to come up and uh, just share some stuff about how God has added to our number in the year 2015.
1: Hi, everyone. Yeah, I'm super excited about what God is doing, has done in and through SOMA over the past year. Um, What I want to do is is, uh, two things. I'm going to give you a couple highlights from 2015, just some awesome things that the Lord did in 2015. And then I'm going to give you a snapshot of kind of where we're at right now as a church. Okay? So a couple highlights for 2015. Uh, We added 27 covenant families to Soma in 2015 amazing yeah amen so just so you know a covenant family is a family unit so that might be single college guy or that might be you're married with 19 kids we're at SOMA that's realistic right um, so a covenant family is a family unit that has completed physiology and has committed to the uh, church covenant at SOMA okay uh, so last year we added 27 covenant families at SOMA. Wow, uh, That's 90 covenant members, okay? 90 covenant members. That's awesome. Um, another awesome highlight from 2015 is we baptized five people in 2015. Come on. Five people publicly proclaiming their faith um, in the Lord Jesus. Now that's awesome, but we're only at the beginning of April, and we have already baptized nine people this year. Okay, we've already doubled that. That's awesome. Um, Another, uh, you know, highlight that that we love to celebrate around here, if you've been at SOMA for any period of time, is we dedicated 20 babies last year. (laughs) Yeah. And we're already on track to do at least another nine more. You know who you are. Um, yeah, so those are a couple highlights from 2015. What I want to do now is give you a snapshot, kind of where we're at now. Um, Tony mentioned the Soma Covenant, be here, live here, serve here, give here. Uh, we actually, ha- I have a chart, don't know how well it's going to show up here, but I have a chart um, that uh, that's kind of given us a snapshot, where are we as a covenant membership um, in that regards. So let's just go through it, uh, be here. I mentioned before, we added 27 covenant families in 2015. That puts us at 72 covenant families currently. Okay. Wow. Um, So that's 234 members, covenant members. That is 130 adults and 104 kids and teenagers. So (laughs) half and half. Love it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So another one is, uh, okay, so... And that sounds like a lot of people, of course. We actually already have another eight families going through physiology right now, Okay, which is great. Um, and that sounds like a lot of people, but we're actually ministering to a lot more than that um, on a weekly or monthly basis. We're ministering to 338 people on a weekly or monthly basis. Um, that might be, you know, some of you guys are here, you haven't yet gone through physiology, but you're here on a, on a weekly basis, that might be um, some of our teenagers who aren't coming here on the weekends. They go to another church on the weekends, or maybe not even church at all, but they're being encouraged through SOMA. Uh, there are some people that are even in life group that aren't coming to our churches. So we're, we're able to reach out to different people through different avenues, but um, that's a uh, on a weekly or monthly basis 338 people that we're able to minister to we call them the active individuals at SOMA um, of those as far as our weekend services are concerned we're actually at an average right now of 195 uh, attendees each weekend <clears throat> several of those have been over 200 uh, our biggest one was I think at the end of last year is at a uh, 221 which was awesome uh, but just to give you an idea, so 195 currently, this time last year, we were at 142. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, just awesome to see the fruit that, that God's allowing us to produce here. We ended the year with 173. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. <clears throat> we ended the year with 173, and so now we're at 195 already, which is great. So there, there's your, uh, your... Uh, be here, not give here. Um, so let's talk about live here, the idea of, of uh, just life-giving opportunities at SOMA, primary one being life groups. We have 95 people in life groups. Okay? So I mentioned before, 234 members, but um, 130 adult members. And out of those 130, 95 people in life groups, 90 of them are covenant members. Okay, That's 69% of our covenant members in life groups. That's awesome. That's a lot of life being uh, produced and flourishing here at SOMA. Another great life-giving opportunity that I just want to give a plug for is our encounter services. Uh, I promise you, you will never be encouraged in the way you can be at an encounter service um, if you haven't been to one. So please come to one. We have have an average of 80 people per encounter service, which is awesome. Eighty. I mean, how many people just, hey, I just want to go and pray? Like, that's, that's a huge result, like 80 people every, every other month. It's the first Wednesday of every other month. Uh, we come and pray, worship together, and uh, just encourage each other. And so, um, so, yeah, there's a lot of life being celebrated here at SOMA, which is great. Um, the third one is serve here. <clears throat> I love this one. We have 94 current covenant members serving at SOMA, which is great. Um, 74 adults and 20 kids, kids and teenagers. Okay, so that's, that's for every four adults, there's a kid or teenager serving. Come on, come on. That's awesome. Thank you, guys. Yeah, to all you kids and teenagers, you guys are awesome. Um, so, yeah, and we have, uh, so that's 56% of our covenant membership serving here. Um, So actually, what I want to do is if you're serving at SOMA in any capacity, could you just stand up? We just want to honor you and just just can you guys give them a clap for them? Um, We just want to say thank you so much. Can you look around like this is huge? That's awesome. Cool. Uh, The last one is give here. So um, I mentioned before, we have currently have 72 covenant families at SOMA. So, of those 72 covenant families, 38 covenant families tithe. Um, on top of that, there's another 11 families that are giving in some sort of capacity. So, that, that might mean they uh, give $10 here, $20 there. Maybe they're giving $50 a month, but 11 families that are giving in some capacity. So, uh, that leaves 23 families, uh, covenant families that are, are not giving at the moment. Um, so right now we have 69% of our covenant families giving something of that 69%. 53% are tithing consistently, um, which is great. Uh, what I'm super excited about is that there are teenagers giving faithfully. Like teenagers giving faithfully. Like uh, the, the load isn't just on the adults. We're going to chip in. We're going to do our part, you know. So why don't you guys just honor them. That's awesome. Yeah, and another thing um, that I'm just, just as a leadership staff um, at Stoneville, we just really want to thank you guys for. Is there's, there's a, some of you guys have haven't even gone through physiology yet, haven't become covenant members yet, and you're already giving faithfully. And we just want to say thank you so much. As members, can you guys just honor them? That we appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, so there's kind of a snapshot for you where we're at right now as a covenant membership. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and hand it back over to Tony, but I'm really excited about what the Lord's doing at SOMO
0: for sure. Awesome! I don't need that. Isn't that cool? Some of you are like, I don't, I don't like numbers. Numbers confuse me. You know, when it when it comes to numbers, I'm I'm always sensitive. Those of you who are part of Somi, you know we really, we're not about church growth. We don't do anything to grow our church. All we do is preach the gospel and help people. And uh, but you know when there is life, it does tend to grow. And so what we as a staff and leaders really all we ask is, Lord, would you help us steward well what you bring? Uh, our command is to sow and water. But the Bible promises that God is the one that brings the increase. Jesus said, I- "I'll build my church." So Tony, you don't have to worry about that. You just steward well what I bring to. you, And so that's what we try to do as a staff and leaders and and but you know we talk about numbers. We give reports like this and and you know some during the giving part that he was sharing you might, some of you might have been like, "Oh, you know, I'm always really sensitive about communicating numbers, especially financial numbers because so many churches and leaders have gotten caught up in numbers and dollars and inevitably in a crowd um this size someone has been disappointed maybe even hurt by this type of unfocused leadership you guys understand what i'm saying and uh, i'll be honest I, I would like to pause and just apologize to anyone in this room that may have experienced a leader a church or a leader crossing the line in your life and modeling something really that isn't biblical so on behalf of of leaders that get off focused um, we are trying to be a leadership that always stays focused, but I do. I want to extend apologies because that it can disappoint, it can hurt. My hope is that you coming and being a part of Soma Church has helped build your trust in the local church and its leadership. That you're here and you can sit comfortably and you can uh, and you can enjoy what's going on without having to be suspicious and things like that. I will say this though: as a leader, I have to face the reality that numbers are a part of life. Is that true or false? (laughs) Because God ordained them to be. There's an entire book in the Bible dedicated to numbers. How many of you knew that? It's called what? The book of? I mean, I didn't make that up. God's like, hey, let's do one that's called numbers, you know? Listen, when God uses numbers in the Bible, you've got to pay attention. They matter because they're usually associated with people and how God is moving in their lives, even Financial numbers, money, it's part of life. It's always been a part of life since the very beginning. And listen to me, how we steward our money and our possessions has always been the greatest test of where we are at in our relationship with God because it exposes what we believe about one of the greatest qualities, characteristics of God himself. And that is that God is a giver, Isn't that true? Like the one verse we all have memorized is God so loved the world that he gave. You can't go further with God, deeper with God, and not be a giver. I don't believe it's possible. As a church, we ask the Lord, Lord, would you take us further with you? Would you take us deeper in you? And I believe he has. And I believe he is. And I believe he will because our church is a giving church. Say, I'm a giving church. Come on. I'm a giving church. (laughs) It sounded like an echo from here. I'm a giving church. Church. Church." Listen, last year, Soma Church gave away $31,000. If you didn't know this, most of you do, maybe you're visiting, as a church, You know, people tithe, and when they do, we take 10% of that, and we tithe out to uh, missions, uh, benevolence, and adoption, specifically those three places. Last year, we gave $31,000 away to missions, benevolence, and adoption. We gave $20,000 away to missions, organizations, or missionaries. Isn't that cool? 20 grand, people. It's amazing. You did that. $6000 went to the Clark adoption. Can we stand up and see the fruit of our labor there? Come on. Lift him up, like Mufasa. Come on, man. You're the tallest person in the room. Pick a, Oh, he's asleep. you all be quiet. He's asleep. You don't want to wake up that child. You paid a lot for that child. We're Don't wake him up. <laughs> you wake him, you take him. So 20 grand went to missions and missionaries. $6000. You guys gave $6000 to adopt that baby right there. We call him the Italian, well, I call him the Italian stallion. (laughs) I'll call him that till he moves on. And then I'll still call him that. Almost $3,000 went to benevolence. That means helping people in some capacity. Maybe pay their rent, maybe fix their transmission, maybe help them with groceries. there are all kinds of ways that we help people. This past year, um, $3,000 went to help people. And we've had years where there's 10 grand we help people do stuff. I mean, it's it's amazing how this church has always been a benevolent, giving church. This year, thirty-one thousand dollars went out of this congregation. So, just quietly, since Romans asleep, just listen. That's an incredible amount of money, especially when you consider that last year some of our greatest leaders and most faithful givers. Moved to other cities. I think we had six or seven families just move back home. They finished college here, they got their job or whatever, just moved for really positive life-giving reasons. But when they did, you know, the, the tithe of the church, it went down. Our monthly tithe income dropped significantly. But God is faithful. You guys, we ended 2015 with a surplus of $250. <laughs> Listen, that that means that two hundred fifty dollars is left over after everything was reconciled. Two hundred fifty dollars left over. Now you may be thinking, well, that's not that much money. It is when you consider that we spent thirteen thousand dollars on some much-needed improvements in this facility, and we still came out two hundred fifty dollars in the plus. We were able to put two hundred fifty dollars uh, uh, two hundred fifty dollars into Savings. I would say that's phenomenal. Are you guys hearing what I'm saying? You guys prayerfully, faithfully, I would even say sacrificially gave $189,138 in tithes in 2015. <laughs> no, not too loud, not too loud. I mean, I'm, I'm just telling you these numbers because it, it, it brags on God and Christ in you. Amen? By the way, Soma Church has never ended a year in the negative, ever. We've always had a surplus to put back into the savings. In fact, Soma Church currently has $246,736.25 in savings. I mean, come on, that's up for real. Isn't that amazing? A church our age, less than 10 years old, our size has $250,000 in the bank. Now listen, $90,000 of that is set aside as what we call our emergency cash reserve. If something crazy where ever happened, you know? And we're committed to not touch that unless something else, $90,000 set aside for that. I think that's like, uh, I forget how many months of expenses or whatever. It's a very wise thing to do, you understand? 88,414 is... Um, what is reserved as our Exodus fund. A few years ago when we were moving, we weren't sure where we were going to go, so we took up an offering in case we needed an outfit, a place. We haven't had to touch that. The renovations we did here, we were able to take that out of our budget. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Are you guys enjoying this? Because I am. <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun right now. So we were able to help the Clarks last year, and yet we still have $5,495 uh, $5, in our adoption fund. And growing every month because we sow into it from our 10%. Why do we sow into an adoption fund? Doesn't that seem self-serving and not going out? Are you kidding me? Are Are we not rescuing little people like Roman Clark? Yes, it's very appropriate. We give $200 a month out of our budget to go straight into helping someone get adopted. Isn't that good? And then, of course, all the leftover funds are available to help people live the life of Jesus Christ however we feel led as a church okay now speaking of helping people live the life of Jesus Christ what I want to do is I want to introduce a few people um, specifically I could introduce dozens but tonight we're going to give a few people the opportunity to share some things so I'm going to ask Katie to come and share some things with us about SOMA Kids (laughs)
2: My name is Katie McDougall, and as most of you know, I am the children's director here at SOMA and love it. It's a great job. I love it, Um, every minute of it, Uh, and I just want to take a minute to share with you some of the fun things in life and exciting things that have gone on in SOMA kids over this past year. Um, It is my heart and SOMA's belief that children can have a deep and passionate relationship with Jesus Christ now. They don't have to wait till. In high school or college or an adult, but they can have an intimate relationship and be a disciple of Christ now. Um, and we just so so much believe in that and that is my heart. Um, I started as your children's director here August first of twenty fifteen. So a little less than a year, I've been doing it, um, and it's been it's been a thrill and a privilege to to bless your kids and to get to know them and to see them grow and um, just really. Begin and, and continue and grow deeper in their walks with Christ. This time last year, we were averaging 40 kids in all of Soma Kids. Now, Soma Kids is from babies all the way to sixth grade. So we we had 40 kids averaging about um, this time last year, and we are currently averaging 70 kids a week. So it has it has multiplied. So that is awesome. You can just party. And you might ask, well, how do we take care of 70 kids a week? That is a whole lot of kids. Um, but we have a huge amount of volunteers. It's roughly about 50 people. But the exciting part is that about 10 of them are actual SOMA kids. So these are kids not only coming to church to get fed, and they really want to know more of the God's word, and they're asking tricky questions, and they're really digging in and growing in their faith. But they're coming, and they're living out the serve here. That is on our our beliefs, and they're saying, you know what? I want to give back, and I want to make the name of Jesus known to all these kids and SOMA kids. So SOMA kids is not just coming to get fed, but they're coming to serve, and that is awesome. So we have six classes operating every week. Um, So every week there is six classes to fill of workers, and we have amazing workers. You are all amazing to come and love on our kids. Um, That is that is. About 12 people a week who are actively serving in soma kids because we just have a lot of kids and we love them um, and so we have a team a team structure there so over each age group of, or each class we have what's called a coordinator and our coordinators plan lessons and they and they lay out your lesson plans if you teach in a class that has lessons um, they pray over the kids in that class they're praying over you that teacher. Um, and they really do a lot of work. They schedule the workers in there each week. Um, and they do a tremendous job. I could not, some uh, so kids would not happen without our coordinators. Um, and so I want to introduce some of them to you. And Stephanie is back there holding a baby. She can wave. So Stephanie Algera has, you can clap for her. She does a lot of work. Um, Stephanie has been the coordinator over the kindergarten through first grade class for a little over a year now, or about a year now, Um, and she has just done a tremendous job. I mean, her heart is just poured out to those kids, and the lessons are great, and she just does a wonderful job, and she's often my sidekick. I bounce a lot of ideas off her, and um, she's just fantastic. And I'm excited to introduce, we recently just got a couple new coordinators uh, that are over our fifth and sixth grade class, Um, the Russells, if you'll stand up, so you can give them a hand. This is this is Jordan and Christy Russell, and yeah, you can sit down now. Um, Jordan and Christy Russell, and they are going to be heading up our fifth and sixth grade class, and it is just amazing. We have heard their heart, or I've heard their heart, um, and they are just passionate about fifth and sixth grade, growing in their faith, growing deeper, and becoming leaders. That they won't be the followers as they go into junior and high school, but they would be the leaders, and they would choose to live. Um, in, in the ways of the Lord and be a disciple of that. And so they, they're taking that over, and they're going to do a great job. And we're just so excited that they're here, a part of the team. And um, part of our heart or my heart and our vision for SOMA kids this next year is to see more and more kids in and around Tyler um, hear and know the ways of the Lord and that they would grow deeper and deeper in their walk, that they would continue to grow and be passionate believers. If you look at our website or our sign out there, we are passionate about partnering with you parents to call out life and identity in your children, and that they would choose to follow the Lord, um, and we continue to do that. And we're excited about all our babies, so, you know. but
3: okay. I'm going to give it to Melissa now. Good job. Hello, I'm Melissa Herring, and... Um, that was a nice clap, Elijah. Thank you. Feeling special, buddy. So, thank you, Kendra. Thank you. I'm the youth pastor here, and I'm also Tony's wife. So, pastor here at the church. And um, last July, we took Tony and I took um, 20 kids to a student conference in um, at South Lake at Gateway Student Conference. And, um, we were in transition at that point. We didn't have youth pastors at that point. And so Tony and I just, you know, we're just an old, old hat at youth pastoring, did that for years. And while we were there, I was really feeling the tug on my heart and I felt the Lord say, congratulations, you've been promoted. And I knew what he meant, that he was promoting me to youth ministry again. And I was like, are you sure? And, um, So Tony and Marvin and Nick were like, yeah, we really want to bring you into that position. And I do this on a part-time basis, but I love it. And so in this past year, um, since everybody's giving numbers, um, when I came in last summer, we had 20. And this year in April, we have 40, which I think is pretty awesome. 40 kids. We average about 30 a week. And um, I really want to attribute the growth And the excitement of youth ministry at Soma Youth to something that's pretty powerful and unique to Soma that happens on Wednesday nights is that we meet them 630 at 630 on Wednesdays here. Um, That's the kind of standard youth group time. But what we also offer, which I think is incredibly unique and is um, the contributor, the big contributor to why this is so successful is that we have a parents of teens life group going on at the same time in the building. And, um, you know, when Tony and I were youth pastors all those years ago, we always saw the disconnect between ministering to the youth, but not ministering to the whole family. And it's our heart here that the whole family gets ministered to from the youngest to the oldest. So while our, we're ministering to and discipling the hearts of our teenagers, our parents are feeling equipped and they're being ministered to. And that group is growing leaps and bounds. Just want to honor Brian and Sonia who lead that group and all the parents just, I, real quickly, and I didn't plan on doing this, but if you are a parent of teen that attends that life would you please stand up just so that we can, I think y'all need our prayers, honestly. Oh, awesome. When you look around, this is mm, a third, maybe. It's a huge group. So, um, if you are a parent of a teen and you want to see your child involved, um, it won't be just for them. It's for you, too. It's truly ministering to the whole family, and we love it. So, um We feel very united in our approach to ministering. Um, Something else that we've started this year, and actually in January, was um, the Soma Youth um, Discipleship Class. We have about 25 kids going through an intentional discipleship class. They meet once a month. In fact, we met today back in the backyard from 1 to 4. And this is actually a picture of the youth group a couple weeks ago serving at the food bank. That's not everybody, but it's a good portion. Aren't they cute? They're just so cute. Like I, uh, what I don't know. Like nine thousand meals was that the deal? Was that right? Like nine thousand meals we packaged, right? Like, um, so it was pretty cool. We've been doing outreach each month because um, I think it's a big deal to uh, serve and to get out there. So they're just so enamored by themselves. Look at them; they just can't even. We we'll just we we need to give y'all a minute. Figure out what's going on. You good? Y'all good? Okay. So. Uh, so we have 25, 25 kids going through discipleship class, and there's requirements. These kids are doing um, this. We just finished a book, A Life God Rewards with Homework. Um, they are soap journaling because um, I'm their youth pastor, and I'm making them do it um, because I believe in it. That's probably going to be on my tombstone, among many other things. Um, get in the Word. Use the soap journaling technique. So um, they have studied the Word of God. They're, they're learning how to get in there and study the Word of God. They have Scripture memory. Um, They have to do a service activity, and let's see, what else are y'all doing? Oh, you have to meet with your mentors. They meet once a month with their mentor, and I want to honor our mentors. We have 11 that are reaching out to our kids. They get one-on-one time. How many of you guys would have loved a mentor when you were a teenager? Yeah, right? By the grace of God, we're all sitting here. Is it not true? So, um, I just, as I call your name, I want you to stand up, and um, they have committed to pray and to meet with these kids. And they bless me immeasurably, these people. So um, Ken and Becca Reed, you're standing back there. Okay. Dusty and Christine Yacobic. All right. Stephanie and Miguel Aguirre. Awesome. Brendan and Tabitha Ingram, they're back in the sound booth. Chad and Tamara Hidalgo. And Keturah Walter, awesome! I mean, they answered the call. It was awesome. Like they were like, "Yeah, I'll do that." That's incredible. Um, i so blessed by them. So something that the kids are doing um, because they have requirements, they are essentially earning the right to get to go on a mission trip this summer. And we're taking. We are going to join up with YWAM in um, Lindo and do an SST, so they'll have a week of intensive training, and then they'll have a week of outreach in Houston, and so we are also conducting a bunch of fundraisers. We had our first one last night, a parent's night out, and, um, we kept, I think, 35 kids, right? 37 children, so, um, they ate copious amounts of popcorn, and I'm pretty sure three are homesick today, so, um, but they had a good time. They're raising money. And I want to put a plug in there because we you will be hearing more and more and more about our fundraisers. We have many planned. And I know that the cookie jar is only so deep, right, to go on missions. But these kids have to raise about $900. But that's for a two-week all included. That's everything, which anyone who's ever raised money for a mission trip, you know that $900 for two weeks is pretty uh, amazing, <laughs> honestly. But It's a lot of money, and there's multiples. There's sibling sets that are in our um, discipleship class. And so we are really asking you guys to, in these next months, as we have these planned, to really dig deep in your pockets. We have some creative ways that we will be raising this money for that. Um, Another thing that... um, I wanted to point out was a big deal that we are taking our kids to the Gateway Student Conference this fall, I mean this July, and we have already about 25 kids signed up hoping to take 40, at least 40 kids, so we'll be doing that, and um, if the Lord just so happens to lay it on your heart to give us a church van, we would take it, (laughs) but at this point we need three, but don't let that discourage you, Um, I mean, you know, you could only give one, that's okay. If you can only give one church van, but we, there, there's a church in town that's so great that lets us borrow, but there's obviously will be conflicts and we're, we can do this. So um, just pray about it. I just wanted to put that bug in somebody's ear or three people that we could use that. Um, something I'm super excited about is this fall. I think we're promoting 10 kids up into the youth ministry. That's Awesome. I'm so excited about them because Katie and her fifth and sixth grade teachers have done a fabulous job of discipling their hearts, and I'm so excited about what they are going to bring to the table at youth, and it it definitely swings us into the younger, a little bit younger group, but it's pretty much all their siblings anyway, so they're just going to have to deal with it, but um, we will be promoting um, 10, and around 10, will be actually stepping out of youth ministry into our college group, which we are so excited to announce. We'll start um, the first Monday of August, and I want to announce our leaders, our Chad and Tamara Hidalgo. You'll stand again. Awesome. We will. You will be hearing from them more, as, especially as that day draws near that we have the college group. Um, but what is incredibly unique about how we have this set up is that Chad and Tamara have been discipling and mentoring our kids that will be transitioning into college. So that was something that they were willing to do. So that's, they've already been building a relationship with the kids that are in discipleship class that will be transitioning out of youth and just that bridge that it takes to into those college years. So we're just super excited that you guys are doing that. We can't wait to, I mean, I just, it's awesome what the Lord's going to do. So um, if you are college age, and I think that we were saying that means 18 to 24 Even though, you know, I was a little older than that when I graduated. I don't know about you guys. But if you are 18 to 24, then this is going to be the group for you. So we're excited about it. Um, Another thing that I get the privilege to hand off, um, but for the nine years that um, we've had SOMA going, a little over nine years now, um, I've always had a very active um, role in Soma Women's Ministry, and this year in this little State of the Union, I get to introduce two women who are um, really going to take the helm for me. They're team team leaders. If you girls want to come on up, Mariana Connor and Amy Hyde. So, um, they're rock stars you didn't know that. So um, I think Amy's going to tell you about uh, SOMA Women from 2015, and then Marianna will cast some vision for this next year.
4: Hello. SOMA Women, 2015 year in review. Early in the year, in March, we uh, met weekly and walked through the Book of Romans using the soap journal technique. You'll probably hear about that a lot, and if you don't know what that is yet, grab one of us. We will tell you. It's fabulous. And then also in the spring, um, a group examined the work of the Holy Spirit through a Bethmore Bible study called Breath. And throughout the summer, the women gathered on Fridays and with the soap journal walked through the book of Hebrews. And then they also had what we call wild rumpus play dates. And after the Bible study, those who brought a picnic lunch went to a park and the kids played and enjoyed time together. And in the fall, we had our first Soma Women's Retreat. And it was three days at a lakeside retreat in a center in Hawkins. And it was, the theme was called Anchored. And it's hard to even give it justice to try to describe it quickly. But in a nutshell, um, Melissa spoke on the theme Anchored. And the Lord spoke so powerfully through that time. And so it was three days of the word worship, hearts changing, and friendships deepening, tons of coffee, Um, our famous Soma dance party, and um, powerful time with the Lord, so it was, it was fabulous, and so to wrap up 2015, in December we had a Christmas party, and the theme was have a merry little Christmas, as an M-A-R-Y, and Melissa spoke, and then we had a, an ornament exchange, and it was just good time together. And so the, the women at SOMA can be found serving in all aspects of SOMA church, and a huge area of ministry is in the area of meals. And whether there is a sickness or a surgery or the loss of a loved one or celebration of new life, um, the SOMA women step up again and again, to, to form teams to provide meals for that need and um, these meals are always they, they always minister far beyond just the physical meal and, and it's such a neat area because it's an area where anybody can contribute you know regardless of your culinary skills. I may tend to order pizzas or somebody else can make the gluten-free dairy-free meal so everybody has a place in the meal ministry so that's just a real precious place. So overall, 2015 was a very rich year. And um, we're looking forward to what the rest of this year has in store.
5: Hey, y'all. I'm Mariana Connor. And, um, can y'all hear me? I'm talking about what's going on this next year in 2016. SOMA women, and um, that may make some of the guys go, oh, nap time. But um, it really is, I mean, it's families. Whether you're married or not, the guys are very much a part behind everything. They're supporting. They're watching kids so you can come. They're, you know, contributing in that way. And um, anyway, so don't don't nod off. We still need you. Um, but anyway, the retreat was really just, I mean, how many of you guys were there? I think we had about 45 women, but on a whole, I think the conglomerate group of SOMA women is, it busts 120, Uh, a bunch, yeah, a whole bunch, so there's a lot of ladies, and you know, if you don't know me, or you don't know Amy, come see us, we'd love to talk to you, we want to be available to you if you need anything, but one of the things that some woman does really, really well that Andrea Slayton's been coordinating for a while is meals and Amy mentioned that, and I think I don't know like a million meals has gone out, and i I don't even know if that's an exaggeration sometimes I mean, like with all the babies and things and you know stuff that there's a lot of meals that have been made, and it takes a lot of people to make that happen, you know and it, you look at the meal list and You're like, who is that person? Wow, they're so sweet. You know, they gave last time too, you know. And uh, we need y'all for that. So if you know of something, as Andrea is transitioning to, um, let me know. And we'll set up meals for that person. If they're part of SOMO, we want to serve them in those times when they need that. Um, (laughs) We also want to recruit people if you have a heart for baby showers. If you have heard, we have babies at SOMA, and we need you. All of you. Um, We like to have a good time, and we want to celebrate and enjoy these little blessings as they come into our lives. I mean, Tony will probably give them nicknames too, like Italian Stallion. Um, But anyway, they're very loved, and we're excited about that. Um, Now, as far as the new big thing that we have coming up, it is, um, we've got a slide for it. We'll show it in just a second. Um, SOMA Women, you know, we love connecting. We love being a part of what's going on. And one of the things we want to launch in 2016 that we've got a team together already preparing for is June 26th. We are launching what we're calling Maris, which Maris is another Greek word just like SOMA. And it, it means, it comes from the scripture. Let me read it real quick. Of course, now I can't find it. I'm sorry. But only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part, which will not be taken away from her. And Maris is the word part there. And that's the part that's inside of you, that's from the Lord. And we want to bring everybody together and share that and you know, one of the questions that, uh, you know, we're all, we're all very similar. We all want to share in the inheritance that the Lord's given us. We want to, you know, a lot of us have big dreams. They want to be, we want to be a mission field. We want to share the gospel in our communities and this is kind of just a connecting point, a starting point to go out of that. So June 26 will be when we roll it all out and there will be an event and there will be more details and uh, that'll be coming soon and Anyway, I don't think there's anything else. That's it. So, Maris, June 26th.
0: Awesome. Everybody, real quickly, just stand up. Got a couple more minutes. I just want you to make sure you're not asleep, blood flowing. All right? Wiggle around a little bit. Some of you are like, I'm, I love to wiggle. Okay, everybody? Okay, now you may be seated. You may sit down. Awesome. Cool. It's really important. Hey, we just have a few more minutes left, and I really want you to focus in, um, especially on this next part. Most of you know that are a part of our church, um, and you have been for a while, um, but even if you are new, you hear the name Nick Lesmeister thrown around, and you know that Nick is currently one of our elders, but you also know that um, last fall, he and his family moved to Dallas to take the um, director role at the MJBI. Super excited about what What's going on in him? Well, that's an elder of ours that moved off. So you're like, well, wow, that's weird. Um, Well, um, actually, next week, Marvin and Andrea Slayton, our other elder, is going to be moving to Dallas to um, go further in his role as the director of modern day missions. You guys might remember about this time last year, he came off staff because they needed him full time there. And uh, that organization, Modern Day Missions, is continuing to grow so much where they've just said, dude, we've got to have you on site. The things that are coming down um, the pipe, we need you on site for that. So Marvin and Andrea are going to be moving to Dallas, and um, it's really, really exciting. It, Marvin's my brother-in-law, Melissa's uh, brother, and uh, so it's sad on a lot of levels, but we're really excited about what God's doing in them. And so we're going to pray for them in just a second. So uh, as you know, as kind of their last service here. Um, Now, you might be asking, well, what does that mean about elders? Well, I'm glad you asked. Actually, about this time last year, I had two guys that I was um, working with to bring on as elders that we would actually had four. And uh, with both of those, it it turned out to not be the right season for either one of those. Nothing negative. It just wasn't the right season, you know what I mean, for them to serve in that role. And so so Marvin is going to be moving. Nick has already moved. And right now, I'm working with four men that I'm raising up as elders. And so possibly as soon as July, we will have a service where, um, where Marvin and Nick hopefully will be able to come and even our overseeing elders to come and lay hands and set in uh, four new elders, Lord willing. Isn't that exciting? Some of you, it is exciting. It's such a new season with Soma, and, and it's, it's because of it's because God's increasing the life inside of everyone. So what I want to do right now, knowing that this is Marvin's last week, I want Marvin and Andrea to stand up. So those of you who know Marvin and Andrea, um, I want you to come around and we're going to pray over them as kind of a sending out. And you know, they'll probably be here all the time because their family's here. And uh, we know that Marvin is a great communicator and, and preacher. And so I'm sure he'll come and preach as much as his schedule will allow. So we'll see a lot of them, but we want to officially bless them and pray over them. And um, some of you already knew that Marvin was going to be moving, and some of you maybe knew information. That's all good. But um, so extend your hand to Marvin, and um, I'm going to pray over him and Andrea. They have two boys, um, Judah and Isaiah, and uh, they have a heart for adoption, and God's just going to do so much in their life in their family, and also in their ministry. And Lord, we pray that over Marvin and Andrea right now. Lord, thanking you so much for how they've contributed to SOMA Church. We are who we are because of how they have sown into the people, the families, the ministries of SOMA Church. Lord, thank you for the years that Marvin served on staff. Thank you for the years that Marvin served as an elder. Thank you for the ways that Andrea has served this church in providing the oversight of bringing meals to women who have had babies and people that are sick. Lord, thank you for her role that she has played as a coordinator for SOMA Kids. Lord, the roles really are endless, and we could go all night talking about the ways that they have blessed and encouraged us. And so right now, we extend our hands to them, and we pray over them. Blessing, every spiritual blessing. Lord, we pray that they would, have a, they would find a house in a reasonable amount of time for a reasonable amount of money. We pray that their job would flourish. We pray that they would find a church community that will love them and, and, and pull them in and um, be encouragement for them on a daily, weekly, yes. monthly basis. And uh, Lord, all things in their life, we pray that would continue to increase and yes. be blessed. And we pray these things yes. in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Well, you guys can go back to your seat. I want, you to, uh, I want you to remember to give these guys a hug. Like I say, they're going to be around all the time. I mean, they're going to come eat my food probably all the time when they come home for the weekend. But you'll see them um, a lot. But give them, give them a hug and tell them how much you love them um, before you leave tonight. Um, in closing, I, what I would like to do is just kind of give you guys a final challenge you know, we talked about the, the church covenant and we talked about those four areas of be here, live here, serve here, give here. Be, live, serve, give. And uh, I wanna challenge you to, um, to give everything you've got to that. Now, I don't mean that 100% of your time goes into these areas, but in the area of being here, when you are here, you bring Christ in you to this atmosphere. One of my favorite parts of the week is when I'm spending the last few minutes in prayer and preparation in, uh, in, in one of the offices in the back. And I have a, a beeline view to the parking lot. And I love it at about, oh, 15 till five, people start pulling in. The Cars pull into the parking spots and you see exhausted daddies and mama grab you out of their car and, you know, and pull in the kids, fighting sometimes the kids, and getting them out of the car, and and then just the family walking up to the church. And I love to just watch them. And sometimes I'll pray over them. It's one of my favorite times of the week. And it's my favorite time of the week because I know what it took for them to get here. I know that they left the lake, or they left their in-laws, or they left the soccer game early or something to be here. And so it's a sacrifice for them to even come. And knowing that the Lord loves a sacrifice of praise that their sacrifice coming into this place is going to add way more to the environment than my sermon will. When you come and you're faithful, you are bringing Christ in you, the Holy Spirit that is living and active inside of you into this environment. And that's a whole lot of spirit, right? I would encourage you to come. We get that sometimes you do go see the NFL. Sometimes you do have a soccer game and we don't badger anybody. But you need to know here and you bring the Christ in you, it adds to the environment. Do you guys agree with that? As far as live here, that's a huge high. Can we put that thing up there, that chart? That's a huge percentage of people in our church that are involved in the small groups. 70% of our congregation, of our members are involved in life groups. But 30% aren't. It could be that they work or they don't have a schedule to do that or it could be that they haven't made it a priority. Can I promise you, that when you make it a priority, your life will change. If you come to Soma and you, you, uh, you look at that covenant that we were looking at and you expect those things to happen, I expect from the elders, leaders, and members of the church to pray for oh, That list that I gave you, by the way, there's one of these in the back. You can take it on the way out. You know how this happens? You know how we fulfill our role and our expectations that you have when you come in? Through life groups. That's how you're shepherded. That's how you're cared for. That's how you're known. That's how you're connected. Life group leaders tell me some of the things that are going on that we need, we need to know on a bigger level. They report to me the things that, that go beyond maybe what can happen. And that we're, like we're in direct communication. But I don't tend to every little thing. And so if you come in, some people do have that idea that the pastor is the one that does everything and knows everybody. And I can promise you that's not what happens here. So if you come in, you feel like, I'm not being shepherded. I would ask you, are you involved in a life group? Well, no. (laughs) You know what I mean? If you're not involved in a life group, I can promise you, you will not be pastored well at SOMA. But if you are involved in a life group, there's a good chance that you not only will be connected, you will be cared for. One way or the other, the way our life groups come along, uh, Uh, life group leaders and members come around people, raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about you've you've felt it, you've experienced it the prayer, the support the advice, the encouragement I want to encourage you if you're in that 30% that's not connected yet connect to a life group and listen, can I say this some of you are here and the quality that you possess as a Christian individual is off the charts I say that to affirm that you should be a small group leader There are people in here that are more than qualified, more more than have the ability, that probably aren't leading, I'm telling you, because the other 30% is about to kick it in gear, we're going to need more leaders. So if you're here and you know you have the ability and the desire to be a small group leader, would you please let me know? Because we're going to need you. Why? Because we're helping people live the life of Jesus Christ, and it seems like God's producing a lot of fruit in our effort. Amen? As far as serve here, man, this is, if you look on the national averages of some of these areas, we are off the charts. Well, not we're off the charts because that would be over. You know, but we're really high on the charts is what I'm trying to say, specifically. 50-something, almost 60% of our church serving? That's amazing. Have you guys heard the 80-20 rule? Anybody ever heard the 80-20 rule? That 20% of the people do 80% of the work. We're not one of those churches. Why? Because whatever that averages out to, you know what I mean? It's, you guys are serving, but can I ask a question? The 42% that aren't serving anywhere yet, did you know that we need you? You come and enjoy ministry every week. Your kids are being blessed. Your youth group's getting taken care of. But did you know that we need you? If you think that we are shepherding the body now and producing healthy environments where people can learn about Christ and Help, be helped live the life of Jesus Christ. How much more when you give a little bit of effort? And remember what we said? Everyone working together is
3: one.
0: I want to encourage you. If you're a part of that 40%, ask how you can serve. In fact, on that note, there's a sheep back here. And uh, I'm, I'm probably not going to take too much time right now for the sake of time. And it, we may just cover some of this next week. But what we are doing is we're starting something we're calling Soma Pulse. You guys know, like, how is something alive? How do we know if it's alive? Well, you check its Pulse, right? How many of you know how to check your own pulse? You should learn, because you never know when you might be dead and not even know it. You know, check your pulse. Soma pulse. And what that basically is, is our ministry teams. Teams that you can be a part of. For example, there are, there's Soma Hospitality. These, a lot of these are new. Some of them already exist. But you could serve. You could be a part of the pulse of this church. The life. The proof that it's alive. And, and the functioning of it on a weekly, monthly basis um, by serving as Soma Hospitality, Soma Welcome. And this sheet has a definition of what those things are. Very simple. Soma Hospitality, Soma Welcome, Soma Worship. You see that every week. Soma Kids, we see that every week. Soma Youth, uh, Soma Events. We're going to have a team that is actually um, coming up with and executing the events that we have, the special events. There's not many of them, but when we do them, we do them big. You guys know what I'm talking about. How many of you were at the Christmas party this year? There were Jedis running around everywhere. And kids too, you know? So, meaning that... Okay, you missed that. Uh, Soma Security. Listen to me. Soma Security, for some of you guys that like to carry guns and shoot people, we have... We're going to be starting a Soma Security because there's a lot of people here and it is is an interesting world. I'm going to read it the way it says here. Church should always be a safe place. Our security team gives their attention to protecting the property from anything that would threaten danger to our congregation. Some of you are like, I want to protect people. You can! If you're packing, no, even if you're not packing, if you got, anyway. Uh, Soma Creative, um, a team of artists that use their gifts to promote the gospel through creative means. Uh, It could be all kinds of stuff. And then one more that I'll bring attention to is life group leaders. That's, that would be one of our Pulse teams. We meet with our life group leaders, encourage them, equip them, help them get better at what they do. The 40% that I'm talking about, there's plenty of space for you. And whenever you play your part, someone doesn't have to overwork themselves in theirs. Amen? I'm just, I'm just saying, dude, everyone working together as one. There's a purpose that God has called our family to. Amen? Come on. In fact, can you have a sign-up in the foyer if somebody heard one of those teams? And there's a sheet right there by the sand booth. You grab it on your way out. Um, we may email one every, to everybody. Um, but I think you even have a sign-up out there if, there's, if you're interested in a particular team. If you're part of that 40, percent your name should be on that list. Okay. Um, the last one: be here, live here, serve here, and give here. Um, can we look at that one? There it was, that one was kind of low, wasn't it? Can we look at that one? Can we look? Can we not look at? I got some good news and some bad news on this one. Okay, 40, uh, 54% of our members tie, 30% don't, and then 16 give you know, rather inconsistently. Here's the, um, here's the good news. The national average, this is actually kind of sad. The national average of tithing in a congregation is 20%. 20% of people. The other 80% just come and appreciate it. See you next week. Okay, if I'm not dead by then because of how much work I just got through doing, you know. Can I encourage you if you are not someone that, that, um, that tithes and, and gives, can I encourage you to do that? It's, it's really important. And I'm gonna pause real quick and do a, a quick plug for something that we're gonna do in May. And I've prayed and I've toiled and I've asked advice and I've all kinds of stuff. I'm quite certain that in May, we're gonna do a teaching series called Money Matters money matters in May. Now, you need to know if you're visiting, I've never done, ever, a teaching series about money. But the questions that I'm consistently asked from people, the stories I hear about how people are behind or, or not managing their money, listen, I'll be honest with you, it's scary, especially for people who serve the Lord. I think we've been ill-equipped. I think the church has skewed it all and not given biblical boundaries for what, how we should steward, not just our money, our possessions, our lives. You hear what I'm saying? And I've been praying and I've been praying and the Lord has confirmed, I, I just say it this way, confirmed over and over and over, you need to do this series. And one of the biggest ways he confirmed it was through prayer. I said, Lord, we did the Holy Spirit reign series. What do I need to teach next? that will help people go further and deeper. And you know what he said? You need to teach them about how to manage their money, how to steward. Because you can't go further and deeper with the Lord if you're not a giver. Now, mind you, the whole series is not about giving. I'll talk about that a little bit. I I want to show you how a budget works. I want to tell you the importance of saving the the importance of prioritizing the importance of not having a heart like Cain but having a heart like Abel you understand money matters in May how many of you are excited about that I'm excited because I believe the Lord has spoken it to my heart and confirmed it and I can't even tell you how many ways so you look at that and you say okay what's the big deal well here's the big deal and I'll come back to Katie Katie is part-time Katie is part-time. She manages 70-plus kids a week. How many of you would agree Katie needs to be full-time? I mean, come on. And the reality is, can I get passionate real quick? The reality is, because of how much we love this generation and believe that they are the answer to what is going to take place in the future, and they need to be passionate about Jesus, the reality is is that Katie needs to be full-time, and all of our coordinators need to be part-time. Because of the efforts that we're putting forward. I'm just saying. And I could go into every specific area and say how we really need more time devoted to that. We need more time devoted to that. Now, let me say this. Did y'all remember when I said we have never had a year in the red? So, this isn't a plea for money, is it? We're doing fine. This isn't about us. God's always taking care of us. We got $250 left over last year. Do I want it This isn't about us. It's about you. Everyone working together is one. Amen.